I feel like I'm George Costanza, where he learns do the opposite, and he said, yeah. "This is the Antichrist for me. This is my Messiah." Right. I feel like I've got my my Bible. I've been trying to fix the wrong thing. And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I got Matt Cermak with me. What's up, Ev? It's great to be back. Holiday, Thanksgiving week, and we've got a very, very important chipping away to do. I'm pumped. I got to admit it. I'm pumped for you. Is this a round table or a chipping away? I don't know. It could be a little bit of both. (sighs) This could be a hybrid now that I think about that. Yeah, this is a little bit of a hybrid. Guys, in case you're new, first of all, welcome aboard. We are pumped to have you. I'm pumped to record this episode. We're going to talk through a huge breakthrough that I've gone through. But first, in case you're new, welcome aboard. We help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again, because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. We unpack the mental game with anyone from a PGA Tour pro to a best-selling author, sports psychologist, and a golfer like you and me. And today is all about a golfer like you and me. It's just me and Serm. We're unpacking some great breakthroughs for my game we're going to get to it in a second really great full story like different phases it's going to be deep i can't wait to dig in but first we got to thank our friends at roback activewear and i'm blown away by roback activewear i just got one of their fleeces oh i've been eyeing those Ev. q-zip fleeces very good there's a little bit of stretch very warm because i told them the Roback stuff needs a little bit of a, a an up in warmth, right? It's stretchy, it's breathable, but when it comes to winter, you got to really layer up. And this fleece, I don't know if I golf in it, but it's warm. I love this, Ev, because I I like fleeces that are, are that breathe and are a little bigger. To me, it's more of a comfort piece, yeah, as opposed to an athletic piece. And you're going back to your hometown of St. Louis. Guy needs some winter gear. I need winter so, gear. I still don't know you. what I'm going to wear to Serm's wedding in December in Chicago. I think, honestly, I didn't tell you this. I think <laughs> I'm going to get a pea coat on Amazon and then return it after the wedding. Because you know I don't need a pea coat more Whatever than Whatever you think's best. You know, you just need you need a nice coat that's warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want everybody to know, Roback, this is not just because they're the presenting sponsor of our show. They have literally up their game. They have changed the game. Everything they do now is even better. I'm telling you guys, if this is coming out, I think right after Black Friday. So you guys are going to be in the shopping mode. I'm telling you right now. Wow. Get, go to roback.com, click the link in our show notes and linked in our bio on Instagram at the Partran. Click that link. You'll get 20% off if you're listening to this right around Black Friday. And you can get hoodies. You can get crew neck sweatshirts. You can get fleeces now. You can get golf pants. You can get workout tees. You can get joggers. And it's really cool. They're like, it's like, it's all come full circle for Roback. They truly got all pieces of outerwear yeah. and accessories. It's and, started off as a polo company, you know, when we started yeah. with these guys years ago. It's yeah, really they're our cool. first sponsor. Yeah. So, and I will say this I don't want to go on too long. We got to get to this episode. But the last thing I'll say, you know, we've talked about the measuring stick for clothes is what you leave at home on a trip and what you pack. Right. It's the first time I haven't brought a Viore t-shirt with me while Get traveling. Because Roback trade wind tees are oh. softer. They fit better. And mm-hmm. I love Viore. You've been talking about the trade winds. I'm telling you guys, Roback has everything you need now. So Roback.com, click the link in our show notes and or our link in bio is probably the easiest place to do it on Instagram at the Partrain. 
and you'll automatically get 20%. So thank you as always to Roback. And thank you guys for hopping aboard the Roback train. We're all just getting more comfortable, you know, as we go. So thanks to Roback. This is, so Serm and I, I love bringing the, the passengers in on our text chains because we had a fiery, intense, fired up text thread this past week because it's kind of been a full circle moment for me. And I think what I've gone through, I think my breakthrough moments can help a lot of golfers. It's I'm starting to really feel like things are, the light bulbs are coming on. I'm starting to have a better understanding of what some people have said on this show through direct experience. And I'm excited to get it, dig into this. Should we just dive in? I think we should dive in. I mean, I'm, I'm just as excited as you are because we discuss our games, you know, almost every day, right? We live yeah. through each other's experiences from being across the country, but you know, I know what courses you're playing, what you're shooting, what you're working on and vice versa. And uh, I'm just so pumped. We should dive in, Ev. I mean, the reason why we're having this episode, I, I, I think, and we're going to get, and then we're going to unpeel this, but like, you shot 39 this past week at a real good golf course, you know, nine holes, but this was a 39 that just felt really different, Ev. And you were texting me as you were playing. I think you birdied the first hole and um, tripled the second. Tripled the second, classic. You know, don't ever birdie the first hole. Try to go. Don't ever go bogey, get the par after. Yeah, I guess start with bogey. (laughs) You know, I, you just, it's just, it's just an awesome feeling for you to, to go out and really put a good round together. Next, you know, next step's going to be 18 holes, but, but Ev, we're going to talk about what felt different about this round of golf. And and you're also going to get into the previous two rounds or you had a previous round at Rustic Canyon. And then maybe it was a couple rounds at Pacific Dunes. The guy just hangs out at Bandon. Just kind of shoots in, shoots out, um, <laughs> just gets midweek rounds up there. But this is great, Ev. I mean, you know, I think our listeners know about your struggles, right? You know, they've been well documented this last year or so. But talk about maybe these last couple of weeks, you know, and some of the things that, that transpired for you and, and maybe how we got to this place of 39 yeah. and of feeling yeah. good and confident. And the crazy thing is, like, I don't want to sound like, we joked off air, like, I don't want to make the same mistake of saying I found it. I figured it out. I fixed it. I'm sure there will be more struggles, but I actually think for the first time in over a year, I'm, I'm feeling really confident that I have the path to become a five, a four, a three. Like, it's actually kind of crazy that I stayed a single digit handicap through all of this. So the fact that I went up to a nine from a six after all of this, it's pretty inspiring and hopeful to me that like a five is not that far away. I don't think people realize how badly I was hitting the ball and how many mistakes I was making. Right. But as we reflect on my habits and my patterns, that's also not surprising. Right. And so why don't I start with my round at Rustic Canyon? This is the round right before I went to Bandon. I went to a link style course that I couldn't get on for years in LA. It's it's a probably my favorite course in LA, public. And it's really, it's a phenomenal course. And it's link style. So I was like, all right, let's go there. Let's continue, you know, my my Scottish journey. But in LA, before I go to Bandon, let's let's 
you know, let's get a little band and prep in. You know, I think we all make a common mistake. I think we think we can beat the game. I think we know you can't have more than one thought out there. But I think, at least I did, I thought I could beat that system. I'm like, yeah, but. It's always the yeah, but. Right. Yeah, but I think I can think about a takeaway, a transition, a grip change, and a feeling in the downswing. I think I can do it all. Right. And when I told you that, you were like, you did what? <laughs> Four things? Well, Ev, there was actually a, at least a fifth. You were <laughs> trying multiple pitches and chips. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Hannah, saw some uh, clips on Instagram. on Instagram and you were trying, you were playing for score and trying to hit these pitches and chips. Yeah. I was trying tried to before. like bring the heel up, be really close to the ball and try this shot that I'd never tried before. But yeah. then I get frustrated when I hit it off the green and right. it's like, well, what do you expect? You're trying something new. You have no idea how it comes out. You have no touch with it, no experience with it. So I think what was really eye opening about Rustic Canyon, you know, starting to hit it better. I was making some good progress post Scotland. I learned a ton about myself in Scotland, but it not only did I bring too many things to that round, I still had no clarity, right? I, we talked about this in a previous episode. I posted about this on Instagram. Like I had no clarity on the shot. I was going to hit the feel I was going with the direction I'm going, the distance it's going to go. And I'm thinking about four things in my swing. So it was just, I mean, I, I didn't realize how down I seemed. You pointed it out. You're like, yeah, you seem like really down. Should we talk? <laughs> and it was yeah. just because I, I was starting to hit the driver better. And for someone that's historically struggled with the driver, when you start getting that in play, you feel like, all right, let's go. Right. Sure. And then you start making double from the fairway, 130 out. And you're like, the worst, what's going on? And then you do that a few times in a row. And you're like, what am I doing? And the round can get away with away from you real quick. And I was really proud of myself because historically you have a round like that before a trip like Bannon. And it's really easy to have some anxiety going in. You're trying to find something to maybe go with. But you met, you put me at ease. You're like, there's nothing to reinvent. You had no chance. Let's simplify some stuff going into Bandon. And I played nine holes at Sheep Ranch in the rain by myself, last person off. And it was actually reminded me of how peaceful around in the rain can be. Like as long as you're not cold. Especially in a setting like that. Yeah, it can be and alone. It was very special. And then I, I played... I'm going to get right into what I learned at Pacific Dunes. I learned at Pacific Dunes. Do you think I covered enough on Rustic, by the way? Just a horrific round. Worst round I played all year. Yeah, I think the one thing I want to hit home for our listeners or passengers out is when I said to you, you don't need to go reinvent anything at Pacific Dunes, you had no chance. What it meant was like you went in trying five different things from a mechanical perspective and also tried and also kept score, right? Or you were, you were right. playing for score. And so the lesson is, Guys, if you're going to go work on your golf swing from a mechanical perspective on the on the golf course, you're not keeping score. You're just yeah. not, right? You're going yeah, you're spending the 150 bucks to go play, but you can't do both. So that's why I wasn't That's a great reminder for everybody. Right? So, you pick know, one. 
Right. Cause we said you, you know, you have one, th- you can take one thought. That's our rule. One mechanical thought to the course. Yeah. So I was down for you, but at the same time I was like, well, this, this was just the worst mindset you've ever done. <laughs> you know, you've probably ever done and it can be fixed tomorrow. So yeah. just want to hit that home. That's great. And it's also a great reminder of not to judge yourself. Like I host a mental game show with you and that's a mistake I made. Everybody is going to forget. Everybody yep. is going to need a reminder. That is the practice. Yep. If you forget, you come back, you forget, you come back, you make a mistake, you come back, you make a mistake, you learn, you do something better. Right. So, so that was a mistake I made. I was really proud of myself. I didn't carry the anxiety. There's nothing to prove. Yep. I'm going for, to Bannon for work. I work with the dream golf team and getting able, I, I didn't even care about playing. I was like, if you guys can squeeze me in, obviously it's sacrilegious. It's like coming to Disneyland and not going on the rides. Yeah. What like, are you doing? Not even going into the park. Like, so yeah, I, if you guys can get big, me di- on. Big great. Disney guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> guy loves, you love it. You love the Harry Potter. I don't know. Well, that's, that's universal, sir. Unless I get it <laughs> mixed up. Okay. Um, so anyways, they get me on sheep and, um, I got to walk shorties, the new par three, which is growing in, looks amazing. And, um, and Pacific dunes. Okay. So Pacific dunes, I said something to myself before the round. I was early. You showed up. Who are you playing with? Three randoms. Yeah. Cool. I, I showed up. I thought my round was at seven 20. It was actually at seven 40. So I went upstairs to get breakfast. And I'm sitting at the table, just myself, having some eggs and a smoothie. And <laughs> we got to the bathroom before. You, oh, I did. Don't worry. Okay. And um, interesting play, but okay. And I said to myself, you know, what if instead of hoping I figure something out, hoping I find something, hoping I don't embarrass myself, hmm. hoping I don't block one right. Why don't I just act as if I can play something we talked about on the show previously, but I'm just going to act as if I can hit a golf shot and I'm not going to try and do too much. I'm going to focus on rhythm and I'm going to ride that tempo train and I'm going to swing easy and I'm just going to act as if I know I've been on a golf course many times and we're just going to simplify it. One thing. And have a great time. I'm going to enjoy this. This is the number two ranked course in the country of public courses. Like, let's just enjoy it. I don't care what I shoot, where it goes. And this is the beauty of this, okay? I step onto the first tee, and it's three guys, two brothers and their friend that they've worked with for years. And they're laughing. They're having a great time. They've had these caddies for three days prior. So I'm just coming in. I'm the new guy, right? Yep. And... They're up at the golds. There's black, green, golds, okay. and then there's reds, right? And they go, "Oh, we're not any good, you know. We're we're just dicking around, but we're hitting from up here. You can go and play back there if you'd like." And I go, "Fuck it, let's just all play together." Like I'm like, this is a great opportunity to just. And by the way, links golf, as we talked about with wind. It's not like that makes that huge of a difference. And so I'm like, anything goes. Let's be with the and group. I'm not going to go by myself 
And let's be honest, playing a little shorter tees. Yeah, let's right, go. Like I was actually you know? a little excited about it. Like yeah. let's embrace it. So first hole, I just I acted as if I can play. I know how to hit a golf shot. Let's just simplify things. Focus on rhythm. I hit a perfect hybrid down the middle, short par four. I stick a wedge. Love that. And I birdie the first. Love okay? that. The second been, hole. The guy's been just making birdies on the first hole. What a what a feeling. Nice. And second hole, I don't remember exactly every every score and shot, but I do remember being one under through three. And um, because I think I birdied and bogeyed. So I yeah, I think I went birdie, bogey, birdie. And I start this is the aha moment that I think I was waiting for in Scotland. Remember, I told you I really wanted to come back, yeah, figuring something out, figuring out my game how to play i saw a this is like old stuff back when before i got super into my swing and was going through all this terrible ball striking i remember that those moments that you really focus and you take things slow you you start to have a really good stretch you start to get into a rhythm then you get a little excited you get away from that you get away from the thing that got you there you start to try and make things happen. You start to think about score. You tighten up. It gets away from you. Then you come back. That's exactly what happened in Pacific Dunes. I was starting to think, oh, maybe yeah, I'm playing the golds. I'm hitting it pretty good. Like maybe what if what if I break 80 at Pacific Dunes? Oh, you know? yeah, you're, you're already thinking score on the fourth hole. Yeah, goal. so you start this to get just, excited. Normal. This is normal. This is how it works, normal. guys. We all know it. <laughs> it's impossible for you not to think it. The point of this show is to give you tools when you do think it, right? You can't control thoughts. You so, just control how you respond to them. So, Ev, I mean, first four or five holes, this is probably the most comfortable you have felt to start a golf round in a very long time. Yeah. It's not you know, easy either. In the wind. Right, it's right, mist, It's raining off yeah. and on, and it's... One of the best courses in the country, but it's not easy. No, it's not easy. What's nice is you've had a little Scotland golf recently. Yeah, that was actually, that was, nice that was probably comforting, it didn't, calming, right? Yeah, it didn't like, you like, know, yeah, I've been wearing rain gear all year. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it, it actually made me feel like a, a local because I was like, I don't really care if it rains. I know what it's like. So no, no problem. And I expect wind. Yeah. So like it sounds like, I mean, to start the golf round, you were just really, you're really in a good place. You're, you were calm, methodical, deliberate, all the buzzwords you want to use. Your routine was, was good. You're target Simple. focused. Like to me, you know, cause have you, you going into the round, I think you talked about like, I'm just going to be smooth tempo. And it's like, yeah, we want all that stuff. I've always felt you get smooth, you get good tempo when you have from a physical swing perspective, when you have the smooth rhythm in your routine. Right. Mm. When you're breathing, when you're thinking about yeah. your, your shot, nobody else. Right. When you get in that bubble, it brings out the good tempo. When you're not in your bubble, when you're not thinking about your target, when you're thinking about mechanics, you get fast, twitchy, tension filled swings. So yeah. just a quick takeaway. And, and quick reminder, you said this is the best start you've had in maybe over a year. Think about what I said to myself before the round. Like, this is the power of this stuff. I'm not saying 
trying to convince yourself that you can play or that act as if you can play suddenly improves your handicap by five shots. But when you've been playing and rooting in anxiety, fear, embarrassment, and you can shift that energy to, no, wait a second, I can hit a golf ball. It's probably going to go all over the place, but I believe that I can. Yeah. That was something I haven't told myself in a long time. And that is the power of, of that. Even if that is to settle me down a little bit. Yeah. Right. If that's to reduce even a tiny bit of tension, that's worth it. Yeah. You may have found you. That's a, that's a great phrase. I can, Hey, I can hit a golf ball. Hey, I can play. Mm Mm-hmm. I might, yeah, that's something, you know, and probably, by the way, gonna, I didn't say this, sir. You're going to lean on because it's different for everybody, but it's ultimately I was, the same thing. I was so inspired by the group I was with. It felt like I was meant to be with them because the first hole, guess what? Three shots were hit in front of me. A top into the gorse, a snap hook into the left gorse, and a block 60 yards right of the three guys in front of me. And they all went about 50 yards. Okay. And then I go up. And I stripe my hybrid down the middle and I make birdie. You know how easy it would have been seeing that block 60 yards right and start to think about my own block, well, right? But I didn't. Say, let me say this. What if those three guys would have piped it down the middle, 250, 260, 270? Yeah, could have been different. How it do you shouldn't think, be. How do you, right. Well, that would have created a, But I now, think. We think the stage was a little set when they said we're playing the up tees, you yeah. know. But let's say they didn't but say you know, But you know what it reminded me of? These guys are at Pacific Dunes. They spent the money. They're together. They are not that good at golf at all. Like most most people, just yeah. aspiring but golfers I, looking up. I think what it did is it gave me a little bit of grace. It reminded me that, hey, this game's hard. Everybody struggles. Yeah. And there's people a lot worse than me that are having a lot better time. Well, so, that's, well, that, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah, these guys who just every, each of them lost the ball on the first hole are having a fun time. Yeah. They clearly have some better sense of purpose, <laughs> you know, fun than you in the, in these current times. Right? right. I love that. That's a great, that's a great takeaway. And, and you're like, I should be having fun like these guys, no matter what happens. I'll also give myself a little grace to say it's easy. It's easier to enjoy it if that's where you've always been. But when you've tasted the other side of it and you've been as low as a five and then you go and up to a nine and, but it doesn't even matter the handicap. Like it, it's the, it's the type of golf, right? It's the shots. It's it's when you, when you're, when you're, when you're working hard, maybe harder than ever, and you're not seeing results and you're going backwards, it's very difficult. It's difficult. And, you know, we hear about it every day on the tour, but I had never gone through it to this extent. And I think this group gave me a little bit of a sigh and a moment of gratitude of like, this is awesome. Like, this is what the game's about. And they all had amazing shots at some point throughout the day. A couple of them started to really put it together towards the back, but it was a really great reminder. Like, it doesn't matter how many balls they lose. We're out here to have a great time and tell stories and get to know each other and, and try and get a couple good ones right now. Now here's the funny part. Here's uh, the light bulb. As I'm playing, I tell you, I start to switch 
I let myself, normal response, as we said, start to get excited. I start to focus less. You on get excited st- out there. I do. I a lot of people to, do. You're not the only one. Absolutely. But you I, talk about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I started to think about my score. I started to think about maybe I can string some stuff together. And then I started to make bogey, a double, bogey, bogey, bogey. And you start to press. I just need to like get in the fairway again. And I go, no. Oh, I finally had a moment of awareness. And I said, oh, look at this. Look what I've done. This is a classic example of getting away from what got you there. This is what the the passengers got to do. Yep. Just like me. And so I got back to my rhythm. And by the way, that's not just when I mean tempo, I was looking at videos through Scotland and my worst shots, I didn't complete the swing. They're very like stabby. Yep. I'm not really getting into my left side. I'm not finishing my turn on either side. And yeah, so if you don't make a turn going back in the right side, it's going to be hard to get to your left side, you know? Right. And then, if and then I'm, quick, I wasn't then really if finishing quick, my swing. Just, right? to, just not, just not, not confident, not athletic. Right. Very guidey. Right. So then I was like, okay, I got to get back to riding that tempo train, finishing my move and just acting as if I can. And then I birdied another. Yeah. I ended up having four birdies, I think. And so, and then what'd you shoot this round? I think I shot an 84. Okay. In the rain and in the wind. It was a good round. Shorter, but in the rain, in the wind, 84, like with a bad stretch of holes, there was one bad stretch probably for five or six holes, but I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. (laughs) Now the thing that really hit home with me, I texted you immediately. I was like, wow, look at the difference. A lot of people say like Bernard Langer came out, came out with that quote that like, he's great. You know, the mental game isn't as important as everybody makes it out to be, you have to learn how to hit the ball, which yes, Rotella told us about the different stages, right? Unconsciously incompetent, consciously competent, unconsciously competent, I think is the goal, but obviously you need the skills, but this is a great reminder. My mental game helped four birdies happen and also four doubles on both sides of it. And I think for the first time in a while, I wasn't playing golf swing. I stuck to something simple. I wasn't in fix mode where it's so easy throughout the round to go so fast, panic mode, fix mode, that the whole round gets away from you. I finally took a moment to take a step back, appreciate my surroundings. I noticed what happens on the good ones. I noticed what I got away from for the bad ones. And I saw it all unfolding. And I was like, oh man, this is why... We started the show. This is why I, I, I love this stuff because you notice it and you get back to it. And I was like, this is what I got to get back to. This is everything, you know? No, it's great. I think what's kind of funny if we can laugh about it a little bit. It's nothing new. You, um, you didn't really, you, in this round, you didn't let the doubles define you. Right. Which is what all you've been doing, right? The bad holes, the one bad swing, right? The great drive, the terrible second shot. But you actually brought, you let the good holes define you early, which is what, but it, good to be back in that feeling again, though, right? Like you make that yeah. birdie, you make that second birdie. Oh my God, this is who I am today. I'm 78 today, right? And that got you in trouble actually, which is what happens in golf. But yeah. we like this problem better than the other problem. So I think that's really interesting and, and really 
I think it's a big moment for you, Ev. You know, it's pretty cool, right? That you let the bad holes just you kind of brushed them off. It was yeah. just dealing dealing with that success again. What do we do with that? <laughs> but totally. uh, I think that's really cool. All right, don't worry. Stay seated. Keep your seatbelts fastened. The train is making a quick stop, but then we'll get right back on track. I know everybody's freaking out about Black Friday sales right now. Like, oh, 40% off here, 30% off here. You know what? I got something better. Forget sales. How about free? How about I give you free for Black Friday? My brother's shaking his head as I record this right now. I'm home in St. Louis, and I've got a free deal for you. You want a free whoop? You know, only a thing you wear in your wrist that can transform how good you feel on and off the course, transforms your health, gives you the data you need, tells you how good you sleep, tells you what your stress is on the first tee. I'll get it to you for free. All you got to do is go to join.whoop.com slash partrain, and you can get a free whoop for a month. If you don't like it, you send it back. You say, hey, Ev, I appreciate the deal. Wasn't for me. Nobody's hurt. You go back to living the same life you did. But what I bet will happen is you say, wow, Ev, that really changed my life that past month. I'm gonna get one. And you wouldn't have known that without us. You're welcome, okay? I do this for you guys. So join.whoop.com slash partrain and get yourself a free Whoop for a month. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Let's get back to the show. So then let's talk about coming home. And this is where I think the mental stuff I just described combined with tech, the foundational technique and root causes, not band-aids, but root causes that are not positional but foundational could potentially be a game changer. So I get home, I think it was a couple days later, Tara was in Austin for work. I don't normally go to the range super late at night because we have dinner together, but since she was out of town, I was like, Let's just go hit balls under the lights. It's right across the street. These are these are fun things to do. Right? I'm itching to build on what I experienced at Pacific Dunes. And I remember this guy at the range before I left. He was that guy tweeted about it. He like was drilling weights into the handle. Apparently he was a PJ professional, but he came up to me and he goes, How do you like your driver? I was like, I like it, but it's a little spinny and I always miss I tend to miss it right. He's like, well, yeah, your left hand is, I think it was too, too weak. You were too under, too right? under, too yeah. weak, too um, cupped, I guess, or not strong enough, let's just say. And so I strengthened my grip at the range that day. He drilled something in the grip. I started, I texted you immediately after I hadn't hit penetrating draws or straight drives like that in a very long time. And I was like, huh, that's when you start to know you're getting back on track is instead of losing all this yardage and this weak high rights, you know, I was like, huh, that feels really freaking good. Problem is I took that to rustic Canyon with three other things. Right. Then I go to the range. Once I get back from Bandon. sorry, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit. And I'd say, you know, that guy was onto something, but I didn't quite understand what it meant in my left hand as a righty golfer to get the club more in my fingertips. It just, doesn't make sense to me. I always had it in my palm, but I didn't know I had it in my palm. That's just what normal was. And so I was at the range. I'm kind of playing around. And I think this is the power of experimentation. If you know the direction you're supposed to go in, but you have to have it 
experiment in the way that's unique to you, that feels right to you, right? So I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm going to stand up on camera. If you guys go to our YouTube channel at the Partrain, you'll be able to see wow, this. Some live footage here, folks. But I was like, what if I kind of pronate my left arm in like this? I'm turning my left arm in, which naturally kind of turns my hand like this, right? So my hand's normally like this. If I turn my arm in, my hand naturally kind of strengthens and gets, and I go, whoa, when I do that, the club kind of gets more in my fingers naturally. And it kind of locked my arm. I didn't, I've never thought about keeping my left arm straight, but it kind of hyperextended. I know that's like, that's the old famous tip and golf. (laughs) I know. Right. I never worried about that because it's like, whatever, not everybody has a straight left arm. I'm not going to worry about it, but it naturally kind of hyperextended my left arm. I felt like my right arm, the only way to get my right arm in was underneath, which suddenly got me into this like perfect posture, a natural tilt. I felt suddenly really connected. Connection has always been an issue for me. That's why the takeaway has never been consistent. And then I started hitting the most solid, pure shots maybe that I've ever hit. Yeah. And I texted you immediately. I go, I don't want to, this is just a classic mistake. You find something at the rank, you think you found something, you think it's going to fix everything. And then you go to the course and it's a disaster, right? The range is different than the course. We've talked about it a million times. So I, I wasn't trying to get overly excited, but inherently this felt different because it's not a takeaway feel. It's not a positional thing. It was a foundational thing that got the face to be square. And I felt like I had face control for the first time ever. You know, John Sherman told us that. I never really understood how yeah, to I do know. it. Yeah. Well, and as we know, Ev, the grip is the foundation of the golf swing. Right. And nobody ever talked to me about the the left hand and the grip. The only time I've ever really talked about the grip is we've talked about my right hand, but it nothing ever stuck. And and I've been told by coaches, don't worry about your grip. Your grip's fine. Right. Well, that, yeah. And this is, that's eye-opening. Now, the things that we can work on, I've talked about this on the show, but the pros work on, as you know, is the fundamentals. Yeah. What are the fundamentals? The grip stance, alignment, posture. These right. are things you work on all the time and you can implement and you can change the quickest. We start talking about takeaway. We start talking about backswing position you know, transition, you know, impact, all that stuff's important, but those fixes could take years. Right. But those, those areas of the swing get better when you have the right grip, when you have the right stance. So you got the right grip, which then created the right posture and the right tilt. Right. But it's and then funny, my, and then connection, you just needed a lesson or somebody to look and say, Hey man, that left hand is weak. Get that thing over, get some knuckles showing. Right. And it's like, oh my God, I got a grip. Now I've got a posture. Now I've got connection in my in my swing. <laughs> right. And then the only thing I needed to worry about is rhythm. Yeah. And so sir, but, but this was it already this was creates really a funny. better mental idea in your head that rhythm can be achieved. You can trust it. Correct. That's what right. I always try to uh, yes. working back. Yes. And that's the that's a really great point. They work back and forth, right? If you get the foundational stuff right, 
it unlocks the mental side, just like the mental side can unlock the physical because we said this on our last episode with Larry Blatt, like the fight and the commitment is really hard to have when you don't believe in what you're doing, in what you're doing. And so we texted and you, maybe we even talked about this on a before, after a podcast. And you said, so all you have to do when you play on Friday is worry about your new grip, get your your new grip in place. And that's all you have to do. And I remember that feeling really freeing. And by the way, there is a lot of, um, there can be a lot of internal pressure and excitement to see if it translates. I hope it translates. I hope this is the thing, right? I wasn't putting a lot of stock in it. I was watching that. That's a normal belief. You're excited about something you found. You want it to translate. That's normal. But when I went to the course, by the way, this was a three-hour, nine-hole round. Yeah, we've seen the Twitter chatter. I think we're getting some tweets coming in right now about yeah, UK my golf God. versus American I didn't golf. expect for people to be so passionate about this. Kind of, I guess it makes There's sense. There's been a lot of threads recently on Twitter about this in different accounts. It's but anyway, apparently Lou Stagner says the difference in UK yeah. versus US is actually not pace of play. It's distance between tees and greens, apparently, according shorter, to a study. Shorter golf courses. And yeah. So I went into this round, no rhythm, super long waiting. And my first tee shot historically is the one that's least committed. You're not as, you're not warm yet. Like a lot of people. I lose it way right. You're you're nervous. Can't deal with the nerves. Nerves. And I missed the first shot and it was just in the first cut of rough. It's the first time that I had that feeling and my miss. Good miss. Dispersion rate. Dispersion weight went rate. (laughs) went way down. I went into a playable miss. Then I started to hit it some good ones. You birdied the first hole, didn't you? I birdied the first hole. How good? I mean, again, I love it. Then my yardage came back. I airmailed a couple greens and I'm like, oh, okay. So my old yardages are coming back. And then I'm like, oh, I can just have lightness at the top and I know it's going to be right there. So I can just swing smooth or hard at it, but with swing, good rhythm, full swing. Swing. How, swing however you want with yeah. whatever club. Just understand and I'm like, for how the you first understand. time, maybe ever, I have a pretty good idea that that face is square. And so I just want to say, I ended up, I didn't even play that good, by the way. I had some really good up and downs towards the end. It even helped my pitching, by the way. Sure, my pitching was even better. It all, it's all face control. It's all yeah. face contact. Yeah. Yeah. It's all translates. It was just so mind-blowing to me that here I am. Zoom out for a second. Anyone that's listening to this show, any passenger right now, that's really, really struggled, whether that's for a single round or a single year, it can be so confusing because you're trying things and nothing's working. But now I know, again, who knows where I'll go from here. But again, I'm pretty hopeful. Now I know I've been trying to stick a square peg through a circle hole. Like, and the craziest thing is, I've gotten lessons from some of the best PJ Tour pro, the PJ coaches on the PJ Tour 
and nobody looked at my left hand. It was some random PGA professional on the driving range that day. Yeah. That said something to me. And even then I didn't know quite how to do it. But right. And, but the, the bad round of rustic Canyon, you took four things, five things into the round. Right. And it would have been easy for me to say that grip thing is bogus. Right. Right. But that wasn't the bogus part. It was trying to do too much. It was not understanding what in the fingertips meant. I didn't lo have it locked in yet. Well, yeah, so, it takes time, right? Right. Because again, we're always wanting it to change tomorrow. Right. It just doesn't. But you, you but got the, a clear headspace going into this. But I at least got enough feedback that I'm like, oh, the big miss is less. The yardage is back. The good ones are 10x better than my last good ones, right? The good ones are exceptional. And it just kind of blows my mind that the found, a foundational element like the grip has such an impact that I've been trying to fucking get the club here, get it outside. How do I not get it inside? Now, it's every, like it doesn't, yeah, now it doesn't matter if it goes inside. As long as the face is square, I can work on stuff. I can evolve stuff, but like, I feel like I've got, I feel like I'm George Costanza where he learns do the opposite. And he said, yeah. this is the antichrist for me. This is my Messiah. Right. I feel like I've got my, my Bible of like, it's my pre-shot routine. I stand there like this or am I stand up? I've just got it kind of. Close. Very Adam, Adam Scott. Yes, Exactly. The guys, yeah, to my YouTube left. Adam Scott's pre-shot routine guy. Yeah, guys. YouTube. I, I basically yeah. am Adam Scott now. Adam Scott, his hand, his arms to his left. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pronating my left arm, which basically means my bicep is turning towards my pec, right? I'm turning that shoulder in. Then my hand kind of goes out in a way so that it's in my fingertips. And then I just move my right hand underneath. And I walk into the shot really connected and I don't know. That's a different feeling. It's, I just, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away. I know I'm kind of babbling here, but I'm, I can't describe to you how blown away I am well, that I've experienced. You know what? It makes me feel better about my struggles because I've been trying to fix the wrong thing. I've been playing with a wide open face that I used to get away with because I had more confidence. The second you start to become tentative with a wide open face, you're fucked. Yeah. It's not a good thing. No, well, I'll get, because I'll get, how are you going to close it down if you're swinging tentatively? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just give what you're working on some more validation. I mean, I had my, I had a lesson on Saturday with our friend and oh, yeah, I didn't hear how that went. Guest of the show, Steve Danino and my younger brother, Patrick's working for Steve. It was great, but, Ev, what did we work on as part of the lesson? The grip. He goes, let me see your grip. And look, I had a good, pretty good year. I shot 71 a couple weeks ago. He goes, your left hand, it looks like it's creeping into the palm. Mm. I go, shit. I go, I don't feel. Did you think of me? Well, yeah, I'm thinking of our conversations. <laughs> you know, he goes, like, I was showing two knuckles. So the neutrality of it was fine but it was getting, it was on the edge. So he's like, dude, get that back more in the fingers. I'm like, oh shit. You know? So like I start yeah. gripping it and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. Feel that more in the pinky. 
So there you go. Like it can, the grip can just sneak away from you. And if you don't address it, if you're not constantly thinking about the fundamentals, because what you've just described is I fix my grip. It's helped my setup. It's helped my rhythm. You know, we're closer than we typically think because you'll tell everybody on all the passengers, I've not felt close for the last year and a half. But actually, as you think about it, I didn't have to overhaul my backswing, which I've been trying to do, or my takeaway. I had to fix my freaking grip. Yeah. So I was just working on it on Saturday. And I was like, oh, yeah, this has gotten a little away from me. But I wouldn't. But I'm hitting pretty good shots. So at every level, this is so important, guys. So important. So I just want to say that. I'm working on my grip too. I'm working on my left hand too. I love that. (laughs) Everyone's going to be looking at their left hand after this show. All right, stay seated. The train's making another quick stop and then we get you right back to the show. I might've shot myself in the foot with this one because the previous mid-roll, I said, why do you need discounts when I can get you something for free? And now here I am with an awesome discount for you. I know, I know. I should have planned ahead, but hey, it's still a great deal, okay? I think a great gift is a glove subscription. I think a lot of golfers aren't replacing their gloves nearly as often. You pull out that crusty, balled-up glove from your bag, and you think it's okay. This is the thing connected to the club. This is the touch. This is the feel. This is what the game's all about. And I've got a Partrain glove for you. It says, enjoy the ride on the crest. I know a lot of you guys have gotten your Partrain gloves. There's still some left. You got to get more before they run out. Um, It says, enjoy the ride on there. It'll keep you positive and in the right frame of mind as you play. So get one of those from Red Rooster. And then you can also get yourself or a friend or a family member a glove subscription where you can set it for a certain amount of months. You can pause it any time. That way, a glove shows up. It's like a little surprise, and your gift keeps on giving. So go to redroostergolf.com slash partrain. Throw together a little subscription for you and your loved ones. You're welcome. Let's get back to the show. I'm just blown away. When John Sherman from Practical Golf came on the show and said he played, I'm pretty sure he played in college, right? Was a scratch player. Yeah. Now he's a plus four. And in college, I think it was only like a two or yeah, even a even three. Know if John played in college. He may have or for a little bit, but I think he told us he was only a two or three. He didn't, I mean, college. he didn't get to a plus handicap until, you know, I think five, six years ago. Yeah. And I remember wondering, like, I always heard face control and I'm like, yes. Like, I know I need that. It's flip. My face is flipping around all over the place. Like, yeah, I need some, you know, control, but inherently that can get you into trouble because you can't consciously control the face because yeah, then we, I talked about it. You can only, you're only consciously controlling the face, trying to hit a big hook, a big fade, real like extreme golf shots, right? Big old. That's what I'm trying to manipulate. The, other than that. You do not want to be kidding. You know, no. You yeah, need to or trust trying that to find there. it. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's what's so mind-blowing to me about this left hand and just the way that my arm is turned in is it automatically, contr- it keeps the face more stable. And now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand how, wow, like the, the shots I was hitting, even the bad ones, I was like, that was struck. Pretty solid. I just got a little out of rhythm. So I I hooked it a little. I think as we to to round this out and this round a little bit as we kind of you know conclude all this, 
you said you hit an eight iron one or you were hitting uh, was an eight iron 170 like your old yeah. yardages were coming back yeah your pitching and chipping was better it's like that you know that first drive of the day this good miss in the rough felt powerful it was just domino effect yeah. and like you said you know i made a triple on the second hole but you just it was like it didn't really matter it's like i know the shots are in me now i know they're gonna come back and right. you put in like you know and you put like a an easy round of golf together. So what a different feeling Ev. like, yeah, you know, like all this, you know, it all kind of comes together, but like, you're truly a whole new golfer out there a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is it makes me realize, wow. Like I didn't actually lose anything. I just got into a bad habit. And then I tried compensation on compensation without ever really fixing the core issue. And the ball's going all over the place, which it should. If it's a wide open face and you're feeling tentative over the ball because your start lines are never matching your expectation, yeah, you're going to feel a little tentative. Like that's pretty normal. And now um, you're combining this new, uh, what you're working on with your grip and your fundamentals with this work you're doing with Rick Sessinghouse. Like, yeah. you know, maybe that's a whole other episode, but like, you had some really eye-opening moments about routine, attitude, self-talk that was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'll, I'll give a little tease to it. I, I just filmed a playing lesson, which is so funny. After I, I had a round a week later, this round that we're talking about, I was like, man, imagine if I would have had this in front of Rick, but it's probably better that we didn't because yeah, no, um, he, we're on the first hole. I'll tell this quick story Yeah, and then we'll round it out. He said, what does a good shot look like here? Now, remember, in the past, when we talk about vocalization on the show, we say, what are you trying to do here? Right? But what does a good shot look like here? It's a different question. And I think the better one, because I'm on the first tee. It's one of the most narrow, if not the most narrow first hole I've ever played. And that's, he was excited about this. Right. Short par five, but super uphill so it, it actually plays decently long and uh he goes what does a good shot look here look like here and i used words like i think maybe i hope and he goes you think maybe he cut me off after each i, I used probably like, five of those words that was tough to watch he's like yeah stop but this was so eye-opening yeah. right where i was so tentative with calling out the instructions and the shot I was trying to hit. So he goes, no, what does a good shot look like here? And I had, to, I laughed. You'll see this on camera at some point. And I say, oh, okay. I, I get it. I, I get what I'm doing. Okay. A good shot here is aimed at that left tree by the green. And I'm going to, it's going to peel back to the right. It's going to peel to the right about five yards. Cause it was a left to right sloping fairway, super narrow. All right, Ev, um, go do it. And he goes, okay, go ahead. And I did it on the first tee after driving an hour, no warm up. And you have not talked like that to yourself. Maybe a little bit started to come back at the, at the Pacific dunes round. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah. You so have not. You know what's funny? My brain off shot like that. My brain has just been waiting for that. Right. Yeah. My brain my little operating team in there that controls all the limbs, the whole body 
is waiting for instructions. They're like my team on the ground, right? They're my, they're my like military team. And they're just waiting for instructions from the general. And I've been giving them unclear or no instructions. None at all. all. And I walk into the shot with no instructions, no idea where we're going to go. Five different things to work on. All fear, tentativeness. How the hell do I expect that team that controls my body from the brain to execute? It's impossible. But then I start to get clear direction. What does a good one look like here? Not what am I okay with, right? But what does the good one look like? Yeah. You give that clear direction. You know you have the foundation of your grip stance posture, and you have to trust it, make a full turn, and trust that you can do it and rip at it. And whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, it was funny. I airmailed a green when I was playing the nine holes in the 39. And I I thinned a wedge and it went like 30 yards over the green, right by this tee box of where this other group was. And I said, sorry, guys, sorry about that. Caught a little thin, thin to win. You know what I'm saying? And then I walk up the old line and I, this was the heart, one of the hardest pitch shots I've ever had. Oh, there's a huge ditch, elevated green sloping back to front that I have to pitch onto. I'm like, I got a good closed or a good square face. All I need to do is like good rhythm and pitch this, let it run down put it to three feet par walk back to the tee. They're walking off the tee. I go, Hey, just let you guys know. Uh, that's where I was a uh, pretty good par. eh? literally thin Boom. to win, thin, thin to, to win. win. <laughs> and so this stuff, I think the, the I'll finish with this term. I think it's natural to start tentative after really bad results in the past, but, and that can last for a year. It has for me, but I think what's really exciting for anyone listening is It only took a few holes of learning to swing in the environment on the course that started to give me some mini wins, a little belief, then a little confidence, and that's only going to grow. So we've talked about it before. I'll say it again. Struggle can feel like it can last forever. Confidence can come in an instant. So can belief. I think that's why getting help from other people is so important. Right. It took one guy to say that to me at the range of my left hand. I never thought about my left hand. Obviously, I understood it takes two hands to make a grip, but I thought my left hand was fine. I thought it was more on my right hand. We talked about on the phone. The left hand is actually an easier change to make because it's more locked in. Yep. Um, where the right hand grip can be really, really uncomfortable and take a longer time. So I just I'm feeling really hopeful and I think. All the experiences we just talked about, right, of getting clarity, telling yourself you can do it, telling yourself what does a good shot look like here, focusing on the routine that helps you, not the results, and and giving yourself grace and to come back and, and have the awareness to see what caused the good ones, what caused the bad ones. Rick was really good at that. Rick was all about yeah. understanding what caused stuff and gaining intel. Um, and now strengthening a foundational part that was probably causing most of my issues at the core. I'm just really excited about playing golf again. And uh, I hope someone that's listening to this can feel inspired and excited to play as well. If you've been struggling. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're dead on that guys learn the fundamentals, 
learn what they are, learn how to work on them and never stray away from them. It's amazing, you know, what, what it can do for your game, you know, and it's just something to always get back to because, you know, there's always going to be a quest for the takeaway and the backswing and the, the downswing, but you, you gotta get, you gotta start the engine the right way. Right. And that's with the grip and the stance and the posture and alignment. So I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. And you know, it's been tough. And like you said, we're, we're never there in this game. We don't, we haven't found the magic bullet, but we're on the right path. Yeah. For me, at least and understanding how to stabilize the face, I think is the thing I've been trying to understand for 18 years. Yeah. And right. Yeah. And that probably will continue in some way. Yeah, for sure. Now you, you know, you've got something to lean on. And you've got right. something that's going to, is clearing your head. And now you're, man, I'm thinking I can start, you know, I've got my thought, I've got my grip. I'm Adam Scott. And now I'm going to go, you know, what's a good, what's a good shot look like here. That's what I say to myself. And it's a, it's a high cut off the trees, right? I, I'll go do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Ev, you know? Yeah. So more good golf to be played. I'm sure of it. What a game changer to just be able to swing and not feel like you have to manipulate the face to close down with a driver. Like, yeah, you don't want, you don't want those feelings. I mean, (laughs) we've all dealt with them, you know, but it's nice. Golf's a game about misses and about good misses. And that's back. That's coming back for you, Ev. Yeah. Because it's not about hitting perfect drives. It's about hitting drives and play. Right. Right. I mean, Brett McCabe told me, you can't live and can't die be- with the driver, right? The driver's about getting you in play. Right. And just being on the golf course, being aggressive, <laughs> like you're feeling aggressive again. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. This is, uh, what do you think? What do you big. think this, obviously this was very specific to me. What do you think this would inspire a passenger listening to go do? Is it, is it maybe getting a lesson and focusing on the foundations and gaining an understanding and an education on that, getting help to check in on that? Because I'm still blown away that I went to coaches and this wasn't talked about. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, the next lesson you get, Hey, I want to spend the first 15 to 20 minutes on the fundamentals because look, I think coaches sometimes Forget about it. It's not what the student wants to work on. It's not sexy. Yeah. They default Um, to what the student asks, right? I just want to have you take a look at me and work on one thing. Right. right? But, but then they might not be looking at your grip. Right. Ask about, Hey, how's my grip look? You know, where, how's the weight of my, on my feet? Where's it, where are they at? You know, how am I, how's my, are my shoulders aligned correctly? These are things you learn when you take up the game, but we forget about them. But the irony is, right, the best players in the world, this is what they work on the most. So, right. and this is where your breakthrough was in the left hand. Yeah. <laughs> that they, I mean, that grip just likes to change, guys. I just told you about my stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just likes to change. So, yeah, guys, go next next lesson. Tell your coach, hey, first 15 minutes, I just, I want to work on fundamentals. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say, too, at. is spend the money on getting a lesson, don't try and figure it out on your own for a year, right? Don't make the mistake I made because we don't know what we're doing wrong. Right. And if you don't know what's causing something, you can't fix it. 
And I, I wouldn't even necessarily look at it as a fix. I look at it as a, a growth, getting better, right. you know, improving on something, getting a little closer to some more consistent strikes. And right. Have and something grip, to hang your hat on. And your grip change takes a little time, guys. Don't don't give up. Like it's still is gonna feel more comfortable for you, Ev. It's getting better, but it just takes time. Grip and yeah. regrip when you're at home, sitting watching TV. Grip and regrip. So and I'm sure there's going to be a round in the near future that I forget about it. And I think I got it and I don't focus on it. And an old miss comes back and the sirens go off in my head. But then I just need to come back to my foundation again. That's the point of having the foundation. Right. Remember, and the old miss too, Ev, might be because of a mental situation, right? Right. Right. So, you know, but you know what to think about now. All yeah. right. Was I, was I committed? And then after the round, work on your grip. Yep. <laughs> So, boy, you seem like a new guy. I've, this is really cool that we got to break this down. And, you know, what's nice is you've got some warm weather, you know, out in L.A. So I'm going to St. Louis today. No, I know. No, but No golf planned, but I'm it, excited to get back on the course. But you're going to get a chance to at least get some rounds in, you know, in, the, in this next month. So Yeah, I'm pumped. More, uh, more progress to come, and it's going to be fun to watch. Totally. Well, I hope this was helpful, guys. Thank you to every passenger listening and hopping on board. Um, if it was helpful, do us a solid and give us a review at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hop aboard the YouTube channel. This episode will be on video, um, as every episode is. I believe every episode is posted on Monday. Podcasts yep. come out on Sunday. Um, and more and more videos are going to come out. My Brett McCabe video is going to come out very soon. Then my lesson with Rick and then playing lesson with Rick. All those videos are going to be coming out on YouTube soon. Yeah, hop aboard our email list at thepartrain.com. Get a newsletter every Monday, totally free. It's super short, just something to keep you on track and a mental learning every week, as well as first access to merchandise drops. And we got a lot of good stuff coming soon, oh, very yeah. soon. So get on that email list so you get the merchandise drops access first. Sir, no matter how wide open that face is, no matter how frustrated and hopeless they might feel, what do they got to do? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys.